When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> and he does. You do have a terrible, terrible memory. I do. That is true. Thought mine was bad. Yours I'm worse. old. I die too. You are pretty old. But that's all right. We still like you. I'm old, but you know what's really sad about that is I'm going to outlive all of you. Fucked up. <laughs> Most likely, especially the way Greg's going. It's time for Rat Salad Review. With your hosts, Wayne Noon, Greg Norgal, and Nate Lander. Welcome to Red Salad Review. What's up, everybody? Good evening. This is video and audio, Ralph. You can talk, too. I'm going to try to do a... Uh... Was that a gun? I'm gonna try to do the logo. Oh yeah, look at that. That's pretty, pretty close. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. I can do this too. I'm double jointed, you know. Are you, you really? Whoa, yeah. that's pretty fucking wow. rad. That's weird. It's like snakes. It does. Hey, you know what they say about people that have double jointed, right? You know what they say? What they say? Well, I'm asking you. <laughs> Girls must love that, though. Uh, I haven't done that yet. I gotta. <laughs> So that's why that chick Susie calls you the pretzel. <laughs> well, she's the pretzel, man. <laughs> Put her legs behind her head like Bugs fucking Bunny. Oh, dice play. All right, well, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Blue Oyster Cult. You mean the new album. soft white underbelly? Or uh, what's the other Oddly name enough, St. Cecilia does return on this, although yeah. she hadn't been seen since she last got lost in the Stalk Forest That's off right. of Oyster Bay in Long Island. Mm. Huh. I wonder where that right is. Right by the University at Stony Brook, where uh, they found the remains of the legendary Cultosaurus erectus somewhere around 1980. The remains? Yeah. I've, I've read the back of their albums a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the inserts and stuff, yeah. Cultosaurus practice is very special to me because it's the first boys to call out my bot when it was brand new. Really? Oh, that's yeah, old. I'm old. Yeah. I've only ever had that opportunity with one other one besides this one, and that was Curse of the Hidden Mirror. Hmm. It's got such a cool album cover with the dinosaur with the, looks like it has gum in its mouth or whatever, but I don't that know. Little, just... That well, little craft. Yeah. It's designed to be a filter feeder, so that's what all that shit in its mouth is. It it just reminds me of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Remember that scene where he's with all the dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy! If they really think we're the devil, then let's send them to hell. Yeah. That song rules, Divine Wind. Oh, yeah. It's one of my that was That was of, uh, that was Eric's imagining of how Reagan would have responded to Iran if he yeah. really could have said what he wanted. Yeah. You guys you guys have Black and Blue, the 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 movie? No. 
Well, they 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 perform Divine Win, and they have footage of uh, the Ayat. Was it the Ayatollah? The Ayatollah, Ayatollah yeah. Khomeini. Yeah. yeah, footage of him. I saw that tour, but it didn't come here. I saw it. Uh, Black Sabbath was touring Bluister Cult, Heaven and Hell, Cult of Service, but it came here without Bluister Cult. But I did see Bluister Cult the following year. Um, check out this bill. This is amazing. Heart headline. This is at the Miami Baseball Stadium. Heart headline. I, I recently found the flyer online. Heart headline. Bluister Cult, Firefall, and a band. It wasn't even a band. It was an air band. What it, what it was, what they had a contest, the radio station had a contest. Whoever did the best air band performance got to play. And some band, some guys that air band uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights by Meatloaf won. Wow. Opening the whole show, the very first American appearance of Motorhead. And oh, I was wow. Awesome. Ace of Spades tour. I didn't ever, I didn't know none about Motorhead. The commercial for uh, Ace of Spades was playing on the radio that week, performing this week, you know. And they showed they played like ten seconds of Ace of Spades, and I was telling my friends, Shh, "We got to get there early, man. That shit sounds heavy." And <laughs> and what I vividly remember when Motorhead was on stage, everybody—it's a baseball stadium—everybody's sitting down during it, except yeah. for two dudes. They were from England without shirts, going fucking ape shit. And I was like in awe of Motorhead. I was like, wow. And soon after I found, it was hard to find any Motorhead album. I found um, uh, No Sleep to Hammersmith. To this day, my favorite Motorhead album after that. But then I saw Blue Eyes Call after this on uh, uh, Fire on Origin. Fire on Origin uh, with Foghat at the uh, Hollywood Sports Tournament and MTV was there. And I have both complete shows on DVD. I was at that show, man. Wow. Then I saw Blues the Cult about 12 years ago, and they played Take Me Away, which was great. And then I saw them like two years ago at the casino. Both shows were free. And oh, one yeah. was an afternoon show, and the one before was a, a nighttime show. So that's how many times I've seen Blues the Cult. Wow, real cool. Yeah, you saw them like you know right right at the beginning of their career, really. That's cool. Well, what? well, no, a little no. after. No, you you know what I mean. Well, because Motor, what 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 is when when did Motorhead uh, come? What year was that? The Motorhead one. 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, yeah, it was called Azores Erectus, but I would, I would call that the, about the good mid, period. Though. The good period, yeah. regardless. They're, 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 all of Blue Oyster Cult is the good it period. They've never yeah. done a bad album. They had a huge life-size Godzilla. I mean, yeah. as big as oh, and Motorhead had that bomber lighting rig, yeah, which was revolutionary at the time. Really? Yeah, no, because they were opening a baseball stadium show. You know. No, no, they, they did have it. the bomber. They did have the bomber, but not at that show. And it was daytime. They went on like a you know one in the afternoon. Oh wow! It went up. Oh, that, that's right. They all opened for fucking hard of all people. Go figure. <laughs> I love hard. I do too, but I would much rather see Blue Oyster Cult headline. Oh, hard, hard well, can I, open. <laughs> well, I like Blue Oyster Cult more. You know. Mm. 
but I had. Yeah. yeah, I got I got to see them uh, with two of those live shows. Not the ones that you went to, but they did two live shows here. Yeah, what uh, were you minus six when I saw when, that? When you saw them, I was not. I don't even think I might have been one. Yeah, <laughs> long long time ago. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I I seen them three times. And all actually with the the band that's on this new album, they were all you know the the uh, members in the band at the time. They were cool, really. I've seen I've seen them twice with this lineup, but I uh, I've only ever seen them three times because it was weird. They're like my favorite band ever, and something would always fucking happen where the show would get canceled or I couldn't go for some reason. So I didn't get to see them for the first time until about 2012. Wow. You know what that that um, I've never seen, even though I don't own anything, but I'm dying to see them, is that, what's it called? Transberian Orchestra, whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm a a big Sabotage fan. Yeah. yeah. But every time it comes, I always miss it. And it's here every fucking year. Yeah. I went to it a couple of years ago. I was a little disappointed. Really? Because it yeah. looks so cool. It looks cool. And it, it kind of is cool. But then, like, you'll hear them do a Sabotage song. And when I saw it, Zach wasn't there. And obviously, um, what's his name? The other guy. Uh, uh, Steve John Oliva. Uh, John Oliva. He wasn't there. So you're hearing other people do the songs. I mean, it's cool, but you're not hearing the voice that you want to hear. You're hearing somebody else doing, like, this operatic voice, and it just doesn't work. Right. But... The music itself is cool because you're hearing sabotage, basically. So it's cool to see that, but and the lights and all the, you know, the the stage show and all that crap. But uh, as far as the vocal part of it goes, I'm not. I wasn't into that. But you know what, Wayne? What's that? The symbol remains. It does remain. It does. After a 19 year hiatus of putting out an album, it does remain. I can't believe it's 19 years. That's crazy. I got a leaked copy from this guy that likes to, you know, like download shit for free and not buy anything. Yeah. Nothing like uh, what's in back of you, Wayne. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I didn't download it, by the way. I, I listened to it, it and and bam, I, I pre-ordered the vinyl. And the vinyl is not cheap. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's because it's, it's two vinyls, you know. But And I did, you know, I always do my search to find the cheapest price. No, the cheapest I found was right under thirty bucks, and I was like, "Fuck it." Uh, spoiler alert: After I heard this album, I bought the vinyl. So you know how I feel about what we're about to talk about. Yeah. But I will say this before we get into it: I didn't really feel that much of a vibe of Pluriser Calls earlier stuff. You know, the weirdness. Really? Some songs, yeah, but it kind of it's kind of different. I mean, Greg, I mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe Greg will answer this because I'm not too well versed on later Blue Oyster Cult. As we all know, early Blue Oyster Cult management had something to do with the music. And, you know, everybody that worked with them would put a little input into the music. I mean, mm-hmm. did that ever stop? Um, sort of. Once you get to Revolution by Night and Albert's gone on drums and just Joe remains, they really, the record company really started to push outside songwriters on them and they started using more outside writers for the music instead of just the lyrics because they've worked with John Shirley, who does quite a bit of their lyrics on this album and some of their other albums for years. Um, Well, 
Richard Meltzer is credited on here, but Castellano just used some of the lyrics from the song St. Cecilia on the song The Return of St. Cecilia. Meltzer didn't actually come back for this. But uh, Meltzer and Sandy Perlman wrote a good amount of their early lyrics because Perlman was in the same college they were, and he discovered them as a group. Uh, Originally, they were a jazz ensemble. Interestingly enough, but uh, <laughs> um, and kind of formed the band around what his own mythology and all this. But um, <clears throat> the original members wrote pretty well together. But once you get to Revolution, a lot of outside songwriters start coming in, and then especially on Club Ninja, almost seventy-five percent of the album is written by somebody else. Oh. And um, but. I You know, I'm just going to say Imaginos is different because I could talk about just the recording and who actually appears on that album for about an hour just because it's such a <laughs> fucked up patchwork of yeah. different sessions. But um, ever since then, Eric and Buck were kind of the main songwriters. Um, some of the guys that were in the bands would contribute here and there, but... Uh, Heaven forbid and Curse of the Hidden Mirror didn't do too well financially and ended up costing them money. So they haven't really done an album since then. So Actually, wasn't the last it's... real technical last one they did, the classics, when they re-recorded a lot of the old songs? No, Cult Classic came out in 1994. Oh, so it was before those last two albums? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Saturday Night Live, there was a resurgence. You know? Resurgence, yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible skit. Yeah, yeah fuck Will Ferrell. Yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it was like the first time, but then hearing people and you're out in the streets and they hear fucking uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper" and then they start going more cowbells. Like fuck you. And, and you know what's funny about that? It's like the cowbells kind of buried in the mix. It's like right. if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about cowbell, Mississippi Queen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, something like that. Like "Don't Fear the Reaper." The cowbell is so low in the mix that. When I saw the skit, I was like, wow, there's cowbell on that song. Then I had to look, listen right. real good. I was like, yeah, I can barely hear it. There's many other songs with cowbell. I think that's a bad example. But then again, it's Saturday Night Live. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't even think it's a cowbell. It's more like a like a, a woodblock thing. It's not a cowbell. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's, a, it's a totally different sound. It's not. No, Al said he played a cowbell on it. And, well, maybe it's just a certain kind of cowbell. It just doesn't you know, sound like cool. I, I got two cowbells here. Hold on. Oh, wait, my son's probably sleeping, but hold on. Doesn't sound like a cowbell. Yeah, well, you know, um, I was about to say, fuck, I got a brain fart now. I was about to say, I forget it. I was going to say something. (laughs) But yeah, that's the most annoying skit ever. Oh, yeah, now I remember what I was going to say. The last couple times I saw Blue Cult when they played Don't Fear the Reaper, Eric did a little air cowbell thing. Yeah. You would do that. I always thought that was kind of cool. Oh, dude, I I love Eric's audience banter. He he is just the best ever. Not a lot of it makes it through on their official live recordings, but I probably got about 80 soundboards, and some of the shit he says is just so funny. Like, um, have you ever heard they... Included it as a bonus to that Columbia Albums box set. They called it Forbidden Delights, but it's from the Revolution, or not Revolution, Fire of Unknown Origin Tour at the Country Club in Reseda from 1981. Wow, I've been there. That's a small club. 
Well, when he starts introducing Godzilla, he starts describing someone sitting in the room late at night smoking a bowl of weed. And then he goes, <laughs> and then you look out the window and holy shit, it's yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. But the way he acts it out, it's just so over the top. Uh, that, that, that is on that DVD of the show I was at. Uh, when they played Sport of Torn, when MTV was there. Yeah, he did that whole thing too. And yeah. when he's saying it, you hear the footsteps. Yes. Yep. Is it on there too? Yeah. yeah you hear the it's footsteps on that of Godzilla too. coming. But when I when I saw it, dude, they had, I'm telling you, man, huge Godzilla behind them, that blue smoke and the eyes would turn oh, red. Yeah. Awesome. They were huge, man. A lot of people don't, you know, really know how big Blizzard Cult was at one time. They were a, they were a big arena torn band. You know, well, and you, you know what's funny? You know uh, how laser light shows became a big deal during concert tours in the seventies. They mm-hmm. were actually the first ones to do that. And Kiss, Pink Floyd, and a lot of other bands actually rented BOCs before they could afford their own. And and here's a funny story uh, that's it's about Kiss, but it it goes back to BOC. When they did the Dynasty tour, they had this thing that Paul Stanley was going to use where a laser came out of his eye, but right while they were planning all that shit, Blue the Cult blinded somebody at one of their shows. Yep. So they ended up scrapping that because of a Blue the Cult show. And they're like, wow, we don't want to get sued. We're Kiss. We are the ones that do the suing. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah, that's great. I always heard Led Zeppelin was the first one, but then yeah, I think I think actually you mentioned that Craig that uh, BOC was the first one with the lasers. Yep, they were the first ones to do it. Cool stuff. But so now they're back, nineteen years later, with the first album. The symbol remains, as we mentioned before. It's going to be released October 9th. This uh, hopefully this episode comes out a couple days before then. But uh, yeah, so I, actually, I, and Ralph too, since you didn't hear the last two albums. I, this album sounds, to, at least to me, a lot closer than those to those last two albums than, it, than anything else like the older material. It does. So if you do like uh, this album, you you should really check okay, out. Okay, I will. I will. I well, I got to anyway. Yeah, you I have, have to, to look so. into it. But um, right on. All right, yeah. But uh, I I love this new album. I mean, is it perfect all the way through? No, you know. But man, there's some good highlights on this album. You know. Oh yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, that, that, the first track, uh, that was me. I, when I first came out, I saw the video. I listened to it, and I was like, ah, I don't know. It's okay. But then after I listened to the, the full album and everything, it grew on me the more and more I, I listened to it. And it's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. There's a lot of cowbell on this one. Actually, I, uh, Al Bouchard is, is doing the cowbell. Yeah, the, I was going to say, vocals. I love this song. If only to hear Al's awesome backing vocals on a Blue Oyster yeah. Cult song. Again. And he's in the video. Yep. Yep. Playing yeah, cowbell, so. which is hilarious. Yeah, so that's that's cool. Actually, there's a lot of cowbell on this album. I don't know if anybody kind of heard it. I don't know if they you did know, that purposely. Unfortunately, I only got to listen to it once in its entirety. Well, one time and a half. I I didn't. I got all busy today, but um, I'm I'm judging this album on one listen, with oh, yeah. the exception of the singles. But the first time I heard that was me. I I loved it. Right off Me the bat, right. I I love the fucking you know you see those holes in the highway sign that was me you know I'm selling crack that was me I I love that it's like yeah man it's fucking 
you know, it's juvenile, but it's awesome, you know. I love it. I, I, I just got offhand. And, yeah, I mean, it's too soon to say, man, but at the moment, it's my favorite track on here. But coming up, there's a song on here that's fucking awesome that I heard for the first time today. And I only heard one time, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. That's the thing, too. I think on first listen, I was, like, really hooked on this album. Usually it takes me a while to get into something, but this one, I was, like, I was kind of leery about listening to it, too, because, you know, given their age, I mean, they're older guys, and you think older guys are going to put out some kind of older-sounding albums, and this is very modern-sounding. It, it fits in with today's bands and today's music, and don't sound like an older band at all, to me. Right. I mean, half the guys No, are but I, I, I think mm. it sounds a little too modern in certain spots where yeah, it I, loses I, that essential Blue Oyster Cult sound, and that kind of bothered me about this. But it's not like they've never done that before. They did that right. on Club Ninja as well. Right, yeah. Which, uh, some of these songs, like uh, the next song, Box in My Head, sounds like, to me, uh, a little bit off of uh, Perfect Water. Well, you know, that that's one thing about some of Buck's lighter songs like that since the 90s. They all kind of follow kind of a similar melody theme right. with yeah. the way they sound. Um, they're all, well, yeah, because... You you said perfect water. What box in my head actually made me think of more directly was um, Harvest Moon from Heaven yeah. Forbid, which, yep, by the way, it. is an amazing song. Round, I love so. that song. I, yeah, oh, that's my that's my favorite uh, Blue Oyster Cult song. By the way, that's a good uh, pick. Yeah, I love that song. That's actually my friend showed me that song, and then that's what hooked me onto Blue Oyster Cult because the only thing I ever knew was the uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, and then he showed me they, that song. Like, they, Holy shit. They did that live both times when I saw yeah. them in 2018 on the 40th anniversary tour. But the first time they did it, they did it right after the vigil. And that yeah. was fucking awesome. Them two yeah. songs went together very well. Oh, and also, that was another thing I wanted to say. You know, this is because I have different live recordings, even though I didn't see them for years. But um, this is my favorite band they've had yeah. a guys put together since the original group so i'm yeah. really glad they were able to get together and record a studio album with this lineup yeah because yeah, one thing about these guys especially randino and castellano is they have that very jazz swingy type background to them like the bouchard brothers and alan lanyard did and yeah i think it fits really well yeah yeah, I thought so too when I first saw the first concert I saw them. I saw these guys and uh, just telling the way they acted on stage and everything, the way uh, Richie's like all over the place and he's he's playing one instrument and then he's playing another one on another song and he's doing something else and he's singing and he's doing all this shit. I'm like, this guy can just be the whole band himself, you know, and he just does such a great job. And he's on a couple uh, tracks on this album. But uh, as far as this album goes, Box in My Head is my favorite track off this whole thing. I love how uh, Buck Dharma sings on this song. I love his vo his vocals. The lyrics are really cool, you know, typical uh, Blue Oyster Cult stuff, and very catchy chorus, good stuff. Well, the first time I heard it, I liked it, but now I, I, it's a grower. It's a really yeah. good. Oh yeah, I love Buck's voice. Yeah, it has this kind of catchy commercial vibe to it, and the song complements his voice because it's it's a catchy tune. Yeah. I dig it. I, I like it a lot, actually. Yeah, me too. I love that song. I got to check out the video because you're right. You're right. Too. When when I first heard it, I was kind of like, "Yeah," but listening to it a couple more times. Yeah, I, I didn't dislike song. it. I didn't dislike it because when I saw that was me, it was like, "Wow, that was awesome." 
Then when yeah. I saw Box in my head, I was like, that's eh, not as good. So it kind of tainted it for me. But now it's like, shit, I think it's almost as good as that was me. I mean, at the moment, I got to live with it more. But that was me as my favorites, you know, as, as of right now. But that will probably change because there's some good shit coming up. Yeah, there's some really good stuff. My favorite song is actually coming up here. But. All right. Uh, well, one of your not-so-favorite ones, I guess, because uh, we talked earlier about this, Tainted Blood. Man, this did this song piss me off. <laughs> but it's the debut of uh, Richie's vocals on a Blue Oyster Cult uh, album. And uh, the album takes a turn here a little bit. Uh, almost doesn't sound like Blue Oyster Cult because of the way how uh, Richie sings. And actually somebody on your on your page, Ralph, uh, uh, Joey, Joey Lummox or whatever his name is. I don't know. Uh, I had anybody. Yeah, it's just, just a bunch of weird people on there. But uh, he, uh, I couldn't think of who the hell Richie sounds like. And he, he said it right there, Joey Lynn Turner. And I'm like, yes, perfect. Okay, Jolyn Turner. That's almost exactly like Jolyn Turner. His voice is good, man. It's not like right in between Eric and Buck. I mean, technically, you know, he's got a you know, better voice, but yeah. technically doesn't mean shit to me. I'd rather listen to, you know, a good, uh, you know, a good guitar yeah. player than Ingve, even though I love Ingve. Don't get me right. wrong. But, yeah. but I'm just saying, he's got a good, strong voice. I, I, I like it a lot. And I, and I didn't mind the song. I thought it was... Uh, you know, it was like box in my head as far as commercial and yeah. kind of catchy. I didn't dislike it. Yeah, it's it's commercial and it's catchy, but it's not commercial and catchy in the way that box in my head or a couple of the other songs right. in here are. I feel like it's it's way too modern, man. Especially whatever effects they do to his voice there, like the chorus drives me nuts. Especially because the uh, lyrics by Eric Bloom are so strong, but the chorus it sounds like any song you would hear a number of faceless white teenagers singing on current rock radio i just couldn't believe i heard that on a boc i mean i kind of can because they did make the horrible bob halligan song make rock not war but let's (laughs) forget that if we can um (laughs) but uh do i love the guitar riffs on this. I think they're some of the strongest on the album from both Buck and Eric, but just uh, the chorus kills it for me. It just sounds a little too modern and commercial. I think uh, his voice does better on the other two tracks he sings here. See, that's the thing I like about this, the chorus. It's almost like a, almost like a eighties power, power ballad. Except it's not. Uh, it sounds it's like not. Me. It sounds more like that Keith Urban country crossover crap. Uh, you keep saying that to me, but I don't. I don't hear it. Maybe I like Keith Go Urban. Listen to Josh Groban or whatever the <laughs> fuck that. I'm Mandy's proud to say that is. I don't know who Keith Urban is. <laughs> it's a country music artist. I, I'm just using names. I don't know. They're he all brought faceless them up, not to me. me. I don't even know who I'm talking about. To be honest, <laughs> sure with you that. do. I've seen Go this crap it. on TV. Yeah, so I know <laughs> Urban's a name out there, so I'll use him. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. If if you know the name of a country artist, chances are they suck. If you're yeah. talking about a recent country <laughs> artist, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, my, my son's got me into come some country artists, and yeah, it's I'm not going to go there. You need you need to send him to therapy. I I do. He's only four years old though. Ah, uh, so what? Not not early. <laughs> not too early. He needs Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> Some days, yeah, it seems like he might. <laughs> Tried beating uh, him with a hose, but my arm got tired. <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> uh, my dad, my dad broke my hand. My well, right here, my thumb 
with a hose because he hit me with a hose and and uh, it was the gun, you know, the gun at the end of the hose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and 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 I'll tell you why he did it because I I dude, you talk about the best teenage teenage lifestyle I had. I didn't live with my parents. They had a house behind the house. And then there was a nice. carport that was kind of a room, right? And I invited all my friends. We got drunk. We fucked a bunch of chicks. And then I got all fucked up. I went into my my carport, and I passed out in the couch in there. My dad woke up, went to the back, found, like, a couple dudes with some chicks, kicked them all out, and then beat the hell out of me going, what are you, gay? All these guys out there with girls, and you're not even with a girl? And I didn't have that heart to tell them. Dad, I had a lot of Jack Daniels, man. I just left. But I fucked the whole... It was a fucking hoy session, man. It was a total orgy. That's the story of the hose. <laughs> and wait, I'm not done with the story. When he broke my hand, I ran to the clinic, and the doctor said, how'd that happen? And then all I can think about is my dad kicking my ass. I was like, I fell. Better <laughs> <laughs> wife syndrome. But I'll tell you this, man. I'm glad my dad kicked my ass, man. He kicked my ass many times, and I deserved it every fucking time. Sure That's why today... Kids are the way they are because they don't get hit. That's right. Exactly. That's totally true. I always learn. Yeah, I always learn. I knew to stay in the room with the chicks ever since that time. <laughs> Why would you leave? There's chicks there. I was just drunk. Have man. you ever drank a lot of Jack Daniels like that, Wayne? I understand no. why he walked away and passed out alone. I have been there many a time. And, and a Quaalude. Oh well, Quaaludes was. I miss them fucking things. Let me tell you something. If they didn't allow, if they didn't outlaw Quaaludes, I wouldn't be here today. I loved it so much. I would have been dead by now on that shit. That was the greatest drugs ever. You know what I loved doing on Quaaludes? Running into a wall. (laughs) I loved doing it. It made me feel so good. Fucking suck. (laughs) It's so my mine was similar. But my favorite thing to do because you couldn't feel anything was to curl into a ball and purposely fall down the steps. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy's got me on video somewhere doing it like 10 times in a row. I'm telling you, dude, you gotta do this. This is the best thing ever. Yeah, then the next day, that. I'm like, why can't I move? <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> Quaaludes to enhance a buzz on Quaaludes, you have to hurt yourself. It would enhance it. <laughs> so I'd run into a wall. Bam! Oh, that was great. Then the next day, I'm like, fuck! <laughs> no, I'm the only straight-edge person here. But to me, it sounds like you guys had an epiphany. Maybe a nightmare epiphany. My favorite song so song. far on here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? It's 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 got that great jazzy type groove to it, man. I mean, they really swing here, and uh, it's some of the best guitar Buck does on the record. The lyrics are great. This one really sounds almost like um, Specters or Agents era BOC. Really? Okay. Yeah. But there's... but it's got a modern bent to it. But I mean, this is a true BOC classic right here. I think I really enjoy this one. Yeah. This is the first song on here that I go, okay, I can hear some classic BOC in this. Yeah. Cause it's all over, you know, it's all over the place. And, uh, it's got kind of like a little Skittle, f- 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 you know, Skittle music. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm loving those vocals Buck brings to this song. 
and the melodies are like rich and uh it's very different from the first three songs i really dig this one yeah yeah it's cool it's a for me it's like a little toe tapper kind of song you know it's got that straight beat throughout pretty much the whole thing and then it gets to that part like you just said that little scat part and i almost thought they were gonna like break out into like ballroom blitz because that's what it kind of sounded like a little bit so it makes a man in the back of the bit so uh yeah, no, it's a cool song, you know, it's got, I like how the vocals are talking over the music, it's not like going with the music, so that's pretty cool, like, uh, you know, typical uh, BOC track, so it's a good song, good one. Uh, Edge of the World, uh, this one's very chorus driven, you know, it's, it seems like the focus is really on the chorus, it's got like two verses and then the rest of the thing is just all chorus. Yeah, I like this one, but even though it's only five and a half minutes long, I think it's a little too long. The yeah, so. reason you said about the chorus, it repeats a little too much. Yeah. But other than that, it's a solid track. Yeah, the chorus yeah. part almost sounds like Def Leppard in a way, just the way like everybody's like singing into in it, in it together. Just I don't know, it's weird. It's well, see, BOC always did that though. Ever since their classic days, all the. All the members have always shared vocals on different choruses and backing right. vocals here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like uh, Eric's naughty coolness to his voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, th- oh, you know, yeah. he does that. He does that quite a bit, and he really does that a lot on this tune. Yeah. And it really shines on this song. That snotty type, you know, voice. Yeah. And I and I love that kind of melodic bridge it has. So so far, I'm digging every song on this. You know. Yeah, so far it has not really been a bad song. There's yeah, a couple I, coming up I'm not too crazy about, but it's only yeah. one listen, so you yeah. know, this may not be a fair review on my part. And honestly, even though I don't really care for Tainted Blood because of why I said it, it's still a good song, and I wouldn't skip it. You know, the whole album up to this point plays really well. Yeah. Uh, next track, The Machine, another song with Richie Singer. It's the second one. He's got three songs on this album, actually. Um, this I think is I know a good it's... one. He wrote this yeah. himself. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Completely on his own. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I thought he wrote... He had must have had a lot of hand into all these songs, really, though. You think? Or no? Oh, they all did. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This is a really collaborative effort here, which is cool, because... Yeah. Uh, that was that was one thing that was a shame when it was only um, you know Buck and Eric being the main songwriters. Yeah. You know, there's still some really good tracks on there, but there's some real middling stuff where it's just too samey. On well, right. Curse of the Hidden Mirror is actually a really good example, even though I still like that record too. But yeah, yeah, but this one you can tell there's there's a lot of people on you know working on the songs on this one and. Uh, like I said, Richie, again, he's a great vocalist. The song's pretty cool. One thing I noticed is the, the cowbell is sticking out a lot in this song. It's almost like the, the cowbell for the click track, you know, for the band to stay on time. It's it, exactly yeah. Like to me. It doesn't sound like a real cowbell. It doesn't sound like, you know, even the, even the stick or whatever it is. It's just, you know, it's the click track. Uh, but it works with the song. It's cool. It fits with it. Um, and it actually kind of distracted me, but whatever. Um, and again, there's another 80s type chorus in this song. Well, you know, there's that little riff throughout that song that goes da na 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 na. That's the same riff as uh, Ten Seconds to Love from Motley Crue. Oh, see, there was something I remember that sounded like another band. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's just very short riff, but it it comes several times during the song. And uh, yeah, I dig this one too. Um, 
looking at my notes. I think, uh, uh, what did I write? Uh, you know, da, 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 da. Uh, it's another fun song. The melodies of this song are incredible, I think, you know? So far, yeah. I'm loving every track. Yeah, Richie's, Richie's a good uh, little addition to the band. I was very surprised they let him sing songs. I didn't expect them to do that at all. No, they... Um, they. <clears throat> I know God, he does it live. What, what, what live, did he yeah. sing live? I can't remember now. But yeah, yeah, he sang a couple of tracks live. So, But I mean, you can even tell with how tight they play. You know, they've adapted uh, things in certain songs to kind of fit his and Jules' style mm-hmm. better. And um, that's what I said. I'm super happy with this record. They're 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 a really good unit. This lineup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next song, train, train, uh, train tune, Lenny's song. Uh, the moment I heard the song, and I heard that uh, that 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 train uh, horn coming in, I'm just like, oh, here we go. Here comes a train song, and I it, I, I don't like any train song. I, I don't know what it is. It just maybe I just don't like trains. I, I don't know. But uh, this song's okay. It's got that typical shuffling drum section in it, and the uh, the horns and all that stuff. The uh, train. Few listens. It's a cool song. I don't know. It's not my favorite track off the album, but it's not terrible. It's um, it's not bad. I like it. Um, me personally, this is one of the ones I would have left off the record, not because it's a bad song, but mm-hmm. to me, it feels really out of place. This sounds a lot like something from Buck's solo record, Flat Out, which is a great record in its own right, but mm-hmm. just slightly different from Blue Oyster Cult. It kind of has that um, almost that 50s rock edge, yeah, yeah. kind of that throwback sound to it. And um, it's catchy. It rolls along, but it kind of messes up the flow of the album for me a little bit. You know what it kind of reminded me of? I would have made it a B-side. Yeah. Remember when Alice Cooper uh, did, what the hell album was that, where he had the band do the bonus tracks? Oh, the last one, Paranormal. Not not the last one, the one before that. Uh, Welcome to My Nightmare 2, I think it was, yeah. And then there was some train song on there, too, and it kind of reminded me of that. That's No um, idea. Yeah, it doesn't sound like classic BLC, but it does have some wacky ass changes reminiscent of the past. Mm. Uh, this track uh, is very wordy. There's a lot yeah. of lyrics yeah, to this yeah, song. Yeah. You know, I don't like it as much as the tracks before it, but it is a fun song, and I don't really think it's skippable. Yeah. I, I like it, but you know, it's not as good as everything we've heard so far. Right. Yeah. And we get to the return of Saint Cecilia. I saw that name. And I'm like, oh shit! They're going like back to the beginnings of the, you know, the band or whatever. And then I was yeah. surprised again. Here's Richie singing again. And he wasn't even in the band back then. So what the hell is he doing singing? But still, you know, pretty cool song. And then, like you said, I didn't realize, Greg, that some of the lyrics were borrowed from that original song, right? Hmm. Yep. Yeah. This is another song Richie wrote himself outside of the lyrics that he borrowed from uh, the original. Wait, would they be? No, they were the Stock Forest group by then, but yeah. the Stock Forest group song, yeah, St. Cecilia. Mm-hmm. I think it's just called St. Cecilia. It might yeah. be one of them weird ones with a longer title, but I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a long time since I listened to that, <laughs> yeah, listen to that album. But, uh, yeah, cool song. It's a little rock and rollish, you know, a little different from the other songs, but still, decent song. I like it. It's pretty cool. And I like this one a lot. I really like the guitar solo in this one, actually. Yeah, that's that's what really struck me about this song. You know, it may grow on me because I only heard it once. This is already by the time I, I haven't heard. I only listened to this once. Uh, but it didn't really hook me. 
Uh, this one, yeah, it's very Rocky Rolly. So mm. is the one before Train uh, Train True. Yeah. Yeah. Both these songs are very rocky rolly and uh but you know what it may, it may be my favorite later on. I'm just judging this on one listen. Didn't really grab me like uh everything before it. So yeah, this is another one of my favorite songs on here actually. Oh, really? And it it does include some classic BOC isms in it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I th- think if you listen to it again you'll you'll pick up Yeah, yeah, I got to listen yeah, to yeah. it more. Though I do remember the solo was awesome. No, the solo is great. The whole guitar line to it is just amazing. That's that's a great song. Yeah, I like the guitar work on here. Uh, next song, Stand and Fight. I did not expect this. This is like a heavy, really metallic, almost inspired song. You know, and I'm thinking, is it is maybe this is the heaviest Blue Oyster Cult song? But then I'm thinking, there's that um, see you uh, see you in black. That's like probably maybe the heaviest song. I just I just find it funny <clears throat> because. You know, you, usually you go first, and every time a song reminds me of Diamond Head, you always say it reminds you of Metallica. <laughs> I don't think of I don't think of Diamond Head. You do most because you you love them more than I do. But yeah, yeah, I could see Diamond Head too. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Just sounds like a, a modern day Metallica song. But uh, it's 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 a very heavy song. And it's a really cool song too. It doesn't do much. The guitars are just like kind of almost like the one chord thing, but it's a really cool song. Oh, I love it, man! Great driving song with some cool yeah. riffs. I love the lyrics Eric spews out during this song. Yeah. Uh, it kind of threw me back a little bit. I go, "Oh man, this is some good heavy shit right here." Yeah, uh, yeah probably. I mean, on first listen, this one grabbed me the most out of all of them. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not including the that was me or box in my head because i already heard those a few times i even heard tainted blood because they made a video for that yeah so i i've heard that like two two times before this but these are all i'm going on one just one listen and this is the one that grabbed me the most there is another one coming up too that's that's heavy too that grabbed me too just almost as much as stand and fight but i dig it i thought it was really good and it was during stand and fight when i was listening i was like let me get on Amazon. I got to order this shit. You know? <laughs> I need, I need. So you should have ordered it a lot sooner because they had uh, all different colors of vinyls and everything. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of colors. I'm vinyl. not either. I'm not either, but they were like limited to a hundred. So I was like, oh, I, I, like, I like my vinyl. Like I like my Sabbath. <laughs> How do you like your Sabbath? Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. I got the green color. No, I, I like colored oh. vinyl. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, to me, it's like it picture- doesn't matter. The, the music's still going to sound yeah, like the same. It's picture. It's like uh, I don't. You probably can't see it, but I have a whole wall of picture discs. Yeah. No, uh, picture discs sound like shit. That's a total yeah, waste of money. But, but, <laughs> but picture discs are meant to be seen, not heard. And yeah. I feel kind of the same way with colored vinyl. It's like it's fucking awesome to look at. But fuck, dude. I mean. Give it's me not black. like you leave it on the wall or something and you're looking at it, you know. It's, it's just going to yeah. be inside the case, so it doesn't really matter what color it is. Yeah, it, it, but I, I will say they have some picture to sound good now with technology. Yeah, they, they, oh, yeah. There's some good sounding picture discs out there now, but the old ones, that surface noise. Yeah, so, yeah it sucks. Uh, like you mentioned, oh wait, no, we were talking about that one. Uh, a song about you, Ralph, Florida Man. Yeah, this one does nothing for me, and I'm me a Florida either. man. Yeah. 
This one was very strange. It was yeah. just, uh, I was like, ah, I'm not feeling this one. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a song about me, but I'm not feeling me. <laughs> I'm not masturbating. <laughs> what about you, uh, Greg? Are you masturbating to this song? No. Um, <laughs> the, the, the lyrics are very clever, but musically yeah. it doesn't work for me. It's, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Just didn't. It's it's a decent song, you know. It's not terrible, but yeah, not much going on. Uh, the Alchemist, uh, probably my second favorite off this album. Very Great old track. School, yeah, very old school sounding BOC right here. Love the vocal performance on this by Eric. Uh, reminds me a bit of Astronomy. Kind of got the same feel. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I hear it because of the little piano thing. Yep. And, yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Again, middle, start... middle solo section, that's fucking awesome. It almost sounds like a Maiden-type uh, solo. Yeah, this really? is the one. This is the other one I meant. Like, you know, yeah. this one, uh, Stand and Fight. Like, I was like, yeah, this sounds really good. Um, and I think it has some clever lyrics. Um, oh, yeah. And some great heavy riffage, you know? It's like the album's back on track. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, good stuff. Craig. I love this song. This is one of my favorites from here, too. Can't really say anything more than you guys didn't already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's a really great track. Yeah. Uh, Secret Road. Uh, very laid-back track. It's another good one. Buck's vocals, again, just great. They go right along with the song. Really cool to hear him singing. I dig it. it it's mellow-ish. It's got some great structures. And yeah, Buck, man. Buck shines. I love his voice on here. Yeah, it's commercial-ish. I, I dig it. I like the song. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a good song, but, you know, it's it's just one of those Buck songs like Deadline from Cultosaurus Erectus. It's a great track. It, it Melodies are awesome. It's just kind of there. I mean, it, there's nothing really stand out about it. It's pleasant to listen to. I like the song, but... Yeah. Uh, there's a Crime. Uh, to me, it's, it's very similar to "That Was Me," the opening track. Because it's got some decent guitar work in there. It's got like kind of like the same beat, I think, a little bit. Yeah. You gotta go when you go back and listen to it for a second time. You'll you'll hear the similarities. But uh, good, pretty good song. Yeah, it's not a bad song, but the lyrics seem kind of lazy to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the the lyrics kind of like I don't know. It's definitely a filler. But it does rock, you know. It's not the worst on here. Florida Man's worse. Yeah, yeah. Florida Man's definitely the worst song on the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, when I heard Florida Man, and I couldn't tell what they were saying. If they were saying Florida Man, I'm like, why are they saying Florida Man? I had to turn on my phone to see what the hell the actual title was. So I thought that was kind of weird. And then we get to the last song. You know, the people down here in Florida do suck. So maybe they, they were do. going for that vibe. You know. They do. Hey, you know, I know a lot of Florida people. They suck, so let's do a song that sucks about Florida men. It's always hot down there, and you got all those bugs down there. Yeah, and they're all fucking alligators. Yeah. Did you know? Uh, side note: I lived, I moved to Florida at eight years old. I did not see an alligator till I was in my thirties. Really? Wow. wow. Yep. Wow. Where'd you see it? Uh, I went to the Everglades. <laughs> <laughs> I've never funny. been to the Everglades, you know, all my youth, ever. And then I went, and yeah, I saw an alligator. I was like, wow. And I always was complaining, man, I live in Florida, I've never seen an alligator. 
Shit, the alligator scared the fuck out of me. I only lived on the Treasure Coast, and I only lived there for two years, and I've seen plenty of them. That's how I lost one of my bikes, actually. I didn't see it in the damn drainage ditch, and it went for the wheel. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh, it, yeah. grabbed your, it, it grabbed it. Yeah, wow. I was so close to its face, it pissed it off, and it grabbed the fucking front of the bicycle. Wow! Damn! Yeah, that's scary. That's crazy. Well, I'm sure you were fighting, just like the last song on this album, "Fight." This song's another great <laughs> one. This is another ripper. It picks back up here. There, that there's was a kind cr- of a late, little bit laid back again, you know not like a uh, you know in your face track it's kind of just like a mellow ending to the well i didn't mean ripper as in high energy i just meant it was a better song than the filler track that just happened just poor choice of words there (laughs) (laughs) great great opening lick i love that little lick in the beginning of the song it's melodic uh this one may be a grower because i kind of feel the lazy uh lyrics are kind of lazy but not as lazy as you know better than than you know that crime song but i i was listening to this this was the last track and i was doing stuff around the house and in my head listening to it i kind of predicted how the chorus would come in and that's a good sign you know when it's like because you're expecting it and it falls in place so i did dig it i did dig the song i thought i thought it was you know i mean it's mellow and everything but yeah it was pretty good i liked it yeah, it's cool. It's a cool ending. All in all, most of it I really liked. And some of it was like, it's 14 fucking songs, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah. you know, yeah, I have a philosophy. My my records don't go over 40 minutes. Whenever right. I release anything, I don't like releasing long. I, I like to, you know, cut off the fat. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just cut to the chase. You know, people don't want to sit a whole two hours listening to an yeah. album. I love I love short albums. My favorite albums are short albums, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, anything else you want to add to the last song, Greg? No, I like it. It's a good closer. Uh, it's got a good beat to it, and uh, yeah, just a good BOC closer. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm very pleased with this album, and uh, I, I'm probably going to say it's possibly one of my favorites of 2020. Although I really haven't listened to too many albums from 2020, actually, I have many albums even been uh, been released in 2020. I don't know. Onslaught, man. Yeah, I was gonna say Onslaught, Onslaught okay. came out. That's about. I don't think I ever listened to that. Oh, it's but, so uh, good. Yeah. So well, didn't good. the new Heathen come out this year? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, if it has, I haven't heard it yet. No, I just heard it. I just wasn't sure if it came out this year or last year. I love the new Striper too, and I swear I'm not religious. It's Shame very on. metal. It's like, I just bought the yellow and black attack first press CD for a dollar at a, uh, really? what, what the fuck do you call them things? Not, not a yard sale, but thrift shop, um, uh, uh, flea market. Pond yeah. Shop? Flea market. There you go. Yeah. Flea market. I wish we had flea markets here. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I really like this album. I, I, it's probably going to be my, my favorite of uh, this year. And, no, uh, I uh, it ex- I it exceeded my expe- expectations. Yeah, I was expecting something good because it's been nineteen fucking years. Yeah, you, you can't you put know? out something bad after being gone that long. I'm sure I knew it was, was going to be good. I just didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it surprised me quite a bit. I like this album a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do too. And and like I like we were talking about earlier before, we we saw the band, this band, you know, playing a couple shows and stuff. And and I always wanted to see, you know see what they would come out with. And I'm very happy with the album. And I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that would be my rating too. Maybe eight point five, nine out of ten. Yeah, because I could, I could again, listen one listen. I, one yeah, so yeah, on one listen. I listen to this thing all freaking day. I listen to it probably about four or five times. Oh, okay. And, did it grow uh, on you? Did some of it grow on you? Some of it, yeah. Some couple of songs that I didn't kind of care for did end up growing on me. But I kind of, I can listen to this thing from from first song to the last song all the way through. You know, well, it's just I'll, one of those I'll, ones you just leave it on and listen. I'll definitely be dumping in this into my iPod, and you know, I always listen to my iPod when I take my walk. So I'll be doing that. I'll be playing this one on repeat for my next few days of walks. You know, to let it sink in. Yeah. You know. Because I got to do something about this on my YouTube channel too. I want to make a video about it when I once I get the vinyl, I can hold it up yeah. for my video. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Greg, what are you? What's your feelings? What would you rank this album? I like it a lot. Um, <clears throat> probably give it an eight, maybe an eight and a half. There's it's a little too long. There's a couple songs I'd cut off for pacing reasons and a couple that I don't like. But it's a really strong return album for them. And, yeah. uh, they do great, really great, great album, here. Man. Yeah. I love oh, it. It's just really I cool. love all their albums so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. was your favorite band. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, them, Voivod. Celtic Frost, I would probably pick as a top three. You gotta, you gotta watch his um, his Blue Oyster Cult uh, episode with uh, Martin Popoff. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we talked about his uh, book, and uh, they're just kind of them through the years and different things they did. What's the name of that po- uh, ep- uh, broadcast? It's on Rat Sound Review. I don't know. It's, it's on there somewhere. I, I think it just says, like, episode. <laughs> it gives the episode number, and it says me and Martin pop off. But I don't think I gave it a specific name. going to make me look. Right. But um, anyway, this exceeded my expectations. It probably will be my favorite album. Of 20- well, you know, I that's tough saying that because I love that Onslaught record. <laughs> me too, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I hit up Martin. Uh, pop off to do an episode. He never got back to me. And that was right when I bought that Merciful Fate book. So, Martin. Uh, <laughs> now nah, he gets back to you. He's pretty good with that shit. Well, uh, but he, it's, did. It's, he did. Uh, he keep sucked. trying. I got but... fucking 10 million views and 18,000 subscribers. <laughs> he came wow. on our show. We only had like two subs- 200 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. that? And I even buy uh-huh. your books. You uh, prick. That's fucked you think up. Still do my show now? <laughs> we just lie and tell them I'm Tommy Chung at first, and then by the time they find out I lied, it's too late. <laughs> but the, the the episode that Greg did with uh, Martin Popoff, it's Rat Sound Review episode seventy four, Blue Oyster Cult with Martin Popoff. I'll check it out, man. Even though I don't like the prick, I'm just kidding. I don't like Greg, so I wouldn't watch it. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm only gonna watch it for Greg. Fuck that. Oh, fuck well, Greg. thank you. <laughs> mute Martin until he does my show but uh, so go check that out and while you're doing that go to ratsoutreview.com check out all of our other shows and please check out Raph's stuff at uh, Almost Human on YouTube and Ralph Vieira the uh, Vieira Vault and you've got tons of other shit going on as well right busy guy anything? 
I'm working on my next album. I just did a cover of the Plasmatics, just like on TV. And I'm about to, this weekend, I am recording an album from a band called Old Leather, where, you know, it's, well, it sounds like, oh, I'm recording with Old Leather. No, it's a band that somebody from, uh, that lives in Tampa that I met when we toured Puerto Rico. He's a great guy. He moved to Tampa. He wrote six songs. And there's one song that's going to be extremely controversial that I may go to jail. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a song called Heavy Metal Suicide. It's me promoting suicide. I'm saying stuff like, get the gun. Point the gun (laughs) to your eye. Heavy metal suicide. No better way to die than heavy metal suicide. But. Hey. Dave made it a number one hit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what I'm going to. What I do. What I'm doing is a backward masking in the beginning. That says, do not kill yourself. Do not commit suicide. Unless you're a pedophile. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I agree. Cool. With that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really catchy tune. Um, I I put little news clips from the eighties of the yeah. kid that killed himself for Ozzy and the kid that killed himself for um oh priest Judas priest. priest yeah. Did you ever see the documentary uh, Don't Blame Me from Ozzy Osbourne? I yeah. put the clip of that guy get the gun shoot 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 get the gun. <laughs> I put that in the song too. It's really badass. <laughs> Well, I hope it uh, does great, and I hope you don't get in trouble. I hope so. Oh, you know, I mean, come on, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be on the you know, like the radio or anything. But no, but you you know, never... all I need is some idiot to kill himself with that fucking yeah. CD in his player when it happens, and I'm in a <laughs> shitload of trouble. I'm just going to say that that guy in fucking that guy over there in Tampa, he wrote the lyrics. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> But if anything happens, let's make sure it happens after we're done with the King Diamond show, because then you know we don't have to worry about you. Sure. Well, I'm recording. <laughs> I'm recording my vocals this weekend, so it'll probably be out by early or mid 2021. Okay, we'll be done with that show way before then. So it's awesome. Old leather. It's badass. Cool. Can't wait cool. to hear. All right. So that's it. We will see you guys next week. Next Until time. Then. See you later. The symbol Wait, remains. That's right. October 9th. And tell yeah. them Rat Sound Review sent you. That's very scary. Say you wanna know me Want me to open up You'd like to see inside me Taste the contents of the cup I'm gonna give you a chance To open me up and see Just step around behind me And take this ivory key Darling
the box with it. There's a box in my skull. The skull is a box, and there's room for us both to go in. What? <laughs>